Welcome, everybody. We're glad you're back for another episode of the All Elite the Podcast, where we review Dynamite and Rampage and touch on a couple of other things that are all elite wrestling. I got my man Chris up in the corner, my beautiful wife, Tammy. We are ready to talk about the week of Dynamite and AEW. Man, so, you can tell Ray's been watching AEW for a long time. He got that fucking background right there from that old uh, 1987 AEW show. No, there's, and, a, uh, there, there's a reason for this. Because this is what they advertise for the video game. And this is what their logo uh, is for their Twitch thing. Oh. And the video game is supposed to be coming out in September. And I'm super psyched about it. <laughs> so that's why I got it. It does look pretty good. It does look cool. They've showed some prelims on it. And I saw some video where they went through everybody's outfits and everybody that's in there. So, you know, so it's going to be cool. So I fear for myself when the game comes out. Oh, it's going to be great. What else am I going to do with my life now? I'm going to be playing the game all the time and watching wrestling. Yeah. I want that. Nothing else will get done. I'm life. playing a completely non wrestling related game right now. And it's fantastic. I finally started it yesterday. It's called uh, Ghosts of Tsushima, mm. and you get to be a samurai and, mm. and run around trying to fight these Mongols and stuff, and uh, it, the graphics are insane. It's like oh, the wow. craziest-looking realistic stuff, and it's a lot like a bunch of other games that I like. It's like a cross between The Witcher and Red Dead 2 and like maybe a couple other things, but it's fantastic anyway, and the graphics are sick. Uh, it's very immersive, so... AEW has a market right now that's flooded with really, really good games. So hopefully, like it's it's a little better than some of the trailer footage they were showing a while back. Yeah. Well, I have faith in Kenny Omega, who's overseeing this project. He's not going to let it be bad. Speaking of Kenny Omega, he just got done with his hernia surgery. That's another two months, two mm. month recovery there. So, yep, he's going to be out for a while, man. I don't think he's going to be in the ring, like I said, till October, November. That's my. I was prediction. gonna say he could be. He could still be back before 2023 hits. Yeah, I mean, and I, did you see that interview he cut? Or I guess he maybe tweeted or something. He said, uh, "I could come back for the last match of the year and still win wrestler of the year for this year." That's um, something like that. It was. It was pretty brutal. Go I, find that. I might try to find it while we're doing this. But I like that fun. idea. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So. It wouldn't be. I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Kenny Omega can come back for one match, have the best fucking match of the year, and then it's like, he wins. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's a good year, but Kenny's here. That's funny. I would love that. Yeah. I'm down with that idea. Yeah, I mean, I miss Kenny Omega, man. It, he brought such a cool element to everything that it's, it's. Yeah, I do definitely. Miss you know, Kenny I, I kind of think that's why the undisputed elite is so united right now. I didn't expect them to actually ever get this together, but now it's like, okay, well, we were trying to work towards this other angle, and it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to do anything soon. So let's just do this thing for real for a little bit, and we'll be a faction, and maybe there's going to be a Bullet Club confrontation there coming up. I don't know. I don't know, because we're talking about at least three of the five guys that I'm aware of were all Bullet Club. So I don't know about Kyle and Bobby, though. Well, we'll, it's only time will tell the way Tony Khan sneaks in these plot lines and we never know what's going on. (laughs) They need to slow down a little bit, too, because it's like there's always a big announcement and new people and I. I mean, once you start doing it that way, every time a week goes by that's not crazy, you're like, hmm, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are getting do better. We're very spoiled now. I mean, it, because of all the cool stuff that happens all the time. So, so let's get into Dynamite, man. We had our first match, which was the Owen Hart tournament, and it was Dax versus Cash, which I thought was definitely an unusual match that they and like. And Tammy mentioned something that was pretty. She's like, it didn't seem like it was very hyped. Like I said, I I said I saw a promo beforehand. Yeah, before I saw a promo on Dark. I think it was Dark or Dark Elevation. They did kind of like a promo. And then that was kind of it. They mentioned it here and there, but it wasn't like um, where they got into the the, the real behind the storylines of everybody and then the, the, the match culminated. I thought it would be like, you know, Tammy made a good point. You thought you would think it would have been a bigger deal. What are your thoughts, Tammy? Why don't you elaborate on that? Uh, well, we've seen all these other storylines take forever. You know what I mean? Like so slow, like some of them are still in the works, like Julia Hart, you know, and I think partner against partner is a big deal. I mean, that's like very emotional. There's so much involved in having to like, and I just think it was like, it took away from the epicness of what they were doing. But I mean, it probably wasn't lost on longtime FTR fans and Owen Hart fans and all that. But for someone like me, who's just in the middle and just new, um, I mean, obviously it wasn't lost on me, but I would have thought these long drawn out storylines, there could have been so much talking behind the scenes. I mean, they couldn't do it too early, but there could have been more like dramatic behind the scenes. Like what a struggle you have to like take out the person you've been working on and relying on and winning with. You know, like that's really a lot. That's a layered human uh, condition to deal with is like, okay, you know, like this is my friend, but only one of us can win. That means that like I'm going to be happy to be a winner, but then my friend is going to lose and I'll feel bad for them because they don't get go on. But you also want to win for yourself and you're supposed to try your best. You don't do anyone a good service by not doing your best either. So it's very complicated. And I think they could have delved into that a little bit more. Like they could have had more of like a layered promo with like the struggle of what you go through when you have to come up against somebody that you've been tight with. And one of you has to lose. Like for me, if it was me, like, I don't know if they're best friends, they could just be professional working people together. But to me, it feels like all tag teams are best friends (laughs) with each other. You know, on some level, you have to have so much trust doing all this physical stuff and definitely a bond of some sort that's pretty close. So if I had a bond with somebody, but I knew only one of us could go on, it doesn't like you don't have to hate on the other person, but there would be complicated feelings. So true. very true. I mean, I can tell and do my notes now, but I didn't talk about it too much. That was just like the side conversation I had with you. So I don't know if you want to weigh in first, though, Chris, on that. Um, no, no. I mean, yeah, the tag team relationship is definitely different than like a singles competitor's relationships with everybody else because you're always dealing with partners. You're not necessarily dealing with somebody on the road all the time. Uh, you're in the gym training all the time together. And then you go and train in the ring together. And then, you know, you're setting up all your matches together and everything else. It's like you're constantly in that sort of relationship with that person so even if you don't like each other you have to still kind of be willing to put up with this person for a good chunk of your life um so that clash yeah it deserved a little more representation as far as you know we have this relationship and what are the feelings behind this on both sides yes it would be great for me to win but i also know that i could lose because we're one of the best teams on the planet um yeah i agree with all that but uh 
I, I also agree that maybe they didn't build this very much, but I don't think they've built a lot of the tournament very much. Um, very the tournament true. has been, and, and, and the weird thing though, is that this tournament is based on records and who's got what rankings right now and all that stuff. And that's the first ones they are going through, but we're talking about, I mean, so Dax, I know has had some single matches. Cash hasn't had singles matches in a long time. So how does that fit in for him to even be in the running right now? So they got to be basing it on their team rankings, right? So does that mean we're going to see more tag teams going in against each other? Cause I don't remember that ever happening previously as any part of any tournament um Agreed. yeah it was a weird thing to do right now under these circumstances i think it, it, it they could have drawn this out into a big storyline all right like uh they're joking or whatever and well i'm better than you really you know i'm better than you really and then yeah. it turns into like this thing and they could have drawn that out and and you know maybe eventually there was some resentment or whatever but they're not trying to break the team uh right. and that was that was what they did build this with was you know we're going to be friends we're, we're a tag team regardless. We're not breaking up no matter what happens. So we're just going to go in and have a good match or whatever, and that's that. Um, but, you know, yeah. What are your notes? Let me hear Tammy's notes. And then I've got a couple of commentary lines that I thought were hilarious. So I'm, right. glad, you're, I'm glad you're keeping track of commentary now because some of it's golden. Oh, it's What commentary? Oh, yeah. The, the He's really good at that. Love he loves that. it. Actually, he misses it when we are at live shows, but there's no commentary. It's one of the best parts of wrestling, honestly. It, it really frames is. everything. It frames That's why having course. good commentators and people yeah. who can do color stuff and have it all just be fun, it's super yeah. important to a wrestling show, like a presentation. It helps yeah. tell the story. You really can't tell the full story without those comments, I think. Right. Also, you get an education all along the way for someone like me. Um, so FTR against each other, exclamation point. Epic storytelling, even though I had said they didn't, but epic storytelling for what's happening now. So I know this is like confusing based on what Rafe just said, but when it came down to it, that's what I felt like this was like a really special story. And that's, I guess, why I think that it, they could have done more with it. But I was still like in it because I was like, I'm almost, I, I am most in love with FTR at this moment, <laughs> which isn't anything I thought I would ever say, by the way. But it's because I like the story. Partner against partner. And not easy. Not an easy situation. They're both really good. To me, you know, it's like it was for a reason of honor, though. And I think that was what was so special. So so, so we get all of these battles and it's like good versus bad. But I love when it isn't that because there's all kinds of experiences in the world. And um, sometimes things are very layered, you know, very in the gray. And so that's what I love because it was like two people very close and partnered and they had to do this thing, but it sounded like for like the most respected person, like the heart tournament, you know, like, so I thought that was cool. So I really loved that. And I I just felt amazing. Like I was like, this is like such a good feeling to see these people do it. It's like com competition, but with wholesomeness <laughs> in it. <laughs> so um, some displays of respect, even as they were wrestling, I think there was handshake. The crowd loved it too, I they noticed. Did. Like they roared whenever their hands touched. And so that was also like really exciting. This would have been a really good one to be at live. And then I put, uh-oh, this thumb in the eye to Dax, uh, from Dax to Cash isn't going to go well. Uh, and then I was like, I can't know who will win! Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation for the rest of the page. It was kind of spy versus spy-ish, you know? And um, both going against each other hard now, on the ground, struggling to get up. This is going to go back and forth for a while. Ooh, Cash kicked out of an intense 
Ligerbomb, I think that says. Ligerbomb thingy. What's going on? Is Dax hesitating? No. What about Cash? Is he? No. Oh my God. He won it. Dax wins. That had to be bittersweet. A strong emotional wrestle. Oh, strong emotional wrestle. That's my notes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So... Um, I, I I kind of felt the same way Tammy did. So, you know, but I got a couple of lines that I really liked that uh, JR and Punk said, just only two. But I, I'll start to pick up more of these as we go along. I think that I'm going to use that as my thing, like pulling these lines out because I just think they're hilarious. You do we love should have them. a line of the week at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah. When JR said, this is not going to be a scrimmage. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Firing live rounds. Firing live rounds. And then he and then Punk said, There's no water in the pool. <laughs> when he hit the ground. I thought that was a funny line. And then JR got so crazy, he said, Whatever, land the hell whatever you want it to be. I don't even know what that line meant. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> but I really liked hey, um I really liked to spill out onto the floor. I thought that was pretty how they coordinated that without breaking each other's neck shows that they're a good tag team partner and they understand one another. So that was really cool. Um, Dax wins with the counter. So that was cool. And, you know, of course they were all warm and fuzzy with each other at the end. So it was great for the wrestling fans that are super into the technical elements of the wrestling and not so much the storyline. Cause it was like that good back and forth, knowing each other's moves it was almost like watching a clinic being done or like even like a brian danielson wrestle the way that these guys wrestle because of the technicality of it so but that's that's pretty much how i felt about it. i enjoyed it so chris i think the one thing i can add that hasn't really been talked about yet is the fact um not even the fact my opinion really the ftr wrestling style the uh the throwback style if you will and the sort of very intense very explosive everything matters kind of movements um it's a little weird in a match where there's just two guys that have the same style uh having a match like this on a modern tv show it felt like very old to me watching it because it was a lot of older like type of wrestling it was it was a lot of mat wrestling and grappling and like weird like fast like movements but nothing there was obviously nothing like super uh I don't, I don't even know what they call it nowadays but you know the flippy stuff mm -hmm. um obviously there's going to be none of that and that's what's so great about when they fight other teams is that they have that dynamic with so many so many other teams and so many other teams have a completely different style th than them so to see them both in the ring at the same time with each other and not having that other sort of opposite of the spectrum of wrestling um, it made for a really interesting watching experience, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was great. I would have been happy with either one of them winning. I'm just glad one of them's in the tournament. We get to see who they fight next. Yeah, that's for sure. Cool. And then we moved on to CM Punk versus Paige and the double or nothing thing. Punk comes out on the mic. He starts praising all the fans, giving total respect for uh, Hangman, which was yep. cool. But he says he's going to fight until the wheels fall off, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I don't. Oh, but can I pause you on that? Do you know sure. that's what my dad said when he was dying? I'm gonna ride this thing out till the wheels fall off. And then when he died, we put a shirt with a motorcycle on it that said that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's sure. a beloved, it's a beloved phrase here. <laughs> yeah. 
So my opinion on this is like, I don't really know if they're going to flip the belt to Punk, you know, because it didn't, the 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 uh, promo gave the pr- impression like, it doesn't matter if I win or lose, I'm just going to fight you till I can't do it anymore. So, yeah, you know what I mean? So it kind of leaves you with, it gives you that out where, you know, Hangman could win it. And then it gives you that, that hope that Punk wins it too, if, if, if for the Punk fans. So that's kind of how I felt on that. Anybody else have an opinion on that promo? No, my note was he can do this because I felt like he kept saying that. I can do this. So I just put he can do this. And that was my only note. <laughs> it's a pretty good promo. Uh, it's a shame that, um, you know, Hangman has COVID or whatever. His tweet, I've got a face full of COVID snot. Uh, so I guess there was supposed to be some big angle they were going to do there with those two. But I mean, maybe this was better than that. Maybe it was worse than that because... I don't know. I still feel like CM Punk versus Hangman isn't the best match we could have for a CM Punk title shot. Um, and I don't think it was like the logical next opponent uh, since Hangman's, I mean, he's had matches, but they've been very high profile and he was kind of going down the list and suddenly we're at Punk now. Um, right. So and who's, who's ranked higher than him? You know what I mean? Like what's the rank? Right. right? Yeah. So go on. Yeah, but so whoever comes out of this thing, the winner, I don't think it really matters who wins or loses at this point. I think it's a, uh, it's just something that they're they're putting together because maybe they don't have a better choice right now. Hmm. Okay, makes sense. So I mean, it, you would think they would would have went with I don't know any other uh, person in the rankings who's been around a long time, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't have a lot right now that aren't involved in storylines. They have a bunch of people they haven't used on TV in a while, yeah. um, but that's obviously not going to go into a world title picture. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Punk is probably the one guy Paige needs to deal with until they can figure out something else for everyone. Right. Right on. All right. So then Scorpio Sky did his promo there about how he's going to go for the belt and everything like that with uh, with Lambert. And he's going to take back the belt. And then we get into Blackpool Combat Club versus the Factory, which I thought was an interesting pair. But kind of cool, and then it, then as the match wore on, I kind of understood why. I mean, because uh, QT is he's really good at selling things, and he's really good at the moves, man. So he can make people look really good, and I think the factory can too. And I think Aaron Solo can. I know he's not getting his own T-shirt anytime soon, according to Tammy, but <laughs> I think he's a good wrestler, and he's a good he's good at get, taking a beating. You know what I mean? And Jr. said he's tougher than a two dollar steak, so I thought that was hilarious. That was a great line. <laughs> so, so it's gonna batter the granny out of him, is what I think. Uh, 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 William Regal said. Yeah, What's I one don't. Of his, what he said. I yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something, something about the granny. He said he's gonna, like, what does that even mean? I don't even understand. Yeah. He's gonna batter the granny out of him was the line because I wrote it down. <laughs> it's a good line though. I remember hearing that and going, what the fuck is that? I don't even know what that means. Oh, yeah. And then Danielson just beats the living shit out of Solo, which I thought was great. Um, He goes, oh, JR's another one of great JR line was, here comes that big, strong, horrible man. (laughs) So, Tammy, go for your notes. Okay. um, Let's see. Mox, right into it. I needed an energetic pick-me-up. Factor is going to get an education, but Camarado's fun. 
Marshall has a hold on Yuta's head and face. Factory are holding up well. Yuta is the beating post right now. Or is it a whipping post? What is the name of the post when you're getting beat? I don't know. Either way, Yuta's getting beat on. Now Danielson is in. He's going to take care of things. He's enjoying kicking something. I don't even know what it is. Kicking Soto? Oh, Solo. Solo. Soto. <laughs> kicking Soto. Solo. He's enjoying that. Great interruption by QT, but his head pays for it. Everyone bouncing around now. Camarado throwing Yuta now and hitting his own head? I didn't get that when he hit his own head. Anyway, does anyone remember that? Camarado's throwing Yuta, but Yuta squeezing out, squeeze hugs and squirms his way out and ends with all the Black Combat Club, or what are they? Black Pool. I have the wrong letters here. All I put BCCC. I don't even know who that is. That's right. Blackpool Combat Club. Okay, I just don't have the P in there. Anyways, they, they all pinned at the same time, pinned the factory at the same time, and Yuta gets the win. I thought it was a lot of fun. I liked it. And it was a triple threat wrestle, and they all triple went out there and did it at the same time. They triple did it. Yeah, they triple did it. I like it. That's why I must have had triple C's in there. I must have been subconsciously writing three because there's three of them, one for each. And yeah, I don't understand why they did this particular match right now. Um, and I've, I have an issue with the factory right now. I don't like Nick Camarado. Oh, I want to hear what. Tell me all about the issue. I want to hear it. I think like, he's. Wait, is I it think Nick? he's a little unsafe. I think he's a little unsafe. He's a little Ooh. bit uncoordinated. He's Ooh. been doing all these matches on dark and elevation with Aaron Solo. Aaron Solo is great. That kid, like, he could probably do a solo run right now with, you know, they forget. Okay. Uh, a singles run. <laughs> you walked right into that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, That's okay. And he'd be great. I think, I think he'd be a great performer just by himself. And maybe if you're going to do the factory thing, change the name, have it be Nick and QT because QT is a good balancer uh, in that relationship as far as you've got a big man and you've got kind of a, a great talker, right? That's a good pairing, but Solo doesn't belong in there. He clearly belongs on his own. I don't like their dynamic. I don't like their vibe. I don't like the factory's work right now. I haven't for a few weeks. I've been bitching about it a lot on the everything else I've been doing. Um, I just, yeah. yeah it, and it could have been better, but... It's Blackpool Combat Club. Like it's a fun match, regardless, because they just fun. go in there, they beat the shit out of everyone, and it's, it's beautiful. And William Regal is so great on commentary. I love him having a microphone during a match. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't understand why they did it, but it wasn't like I hated watching it. I certainly would rather have watched this factory match than the last, I don't know, six to eight six matches ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I understand why they did it. It's it's Utah's hometown, number one. He's from Philly, you know what I mean. So, uh, to so give him a singles match, though. Yeah, that's true. But still, I mean, when did the Blackpool Combat Club become like only uh, a three-man tag? Like, why? Why? Because people are paying for their tickets and they want to see those two wrestle. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I'd be disappointed, right? If I paid for a ticket, I want to see Mox. I want to see Danielson. I want to see those dudes wrestle. So that's right. I think that's really what it comes down to, and it's in his hometown, and I think it's a great pairing against those guys because the the factory know they know how to be heels and they know how to lose, so it makes it look good, it makes the match look good, and it did look good, and it was yeah. a good match. Yeah, it didn't look like oh we already knew who was gonna win, but it like no. gave a good 
they gave a couple good moves to say we also can be here you know right. like we're not just us it's not just a squash match it was i thought it was fun and i respect your opinion about factory it's i don't think mm -hmm. they're my shining favorites but i think camarado is a big bear of a man that's fun and QT's a great heel because he just, you know, the type of person that's smug all the time. The thing about Aaron is I agree. I've never questioned his ability to wrestle. It's that there's zero personality and storyline and that might not be his fault. And maybe we'll see him shine one day, but I don't even know what his voice sounds like. You know what I mean? I really don't. Yeah, I have no fair. clue. So that's it's fair. like, he's just there to play his role, which he does well. He's there for a reason. So if one day, you know, they want to build him up and give him a mic, but there might be a reason why they're not. He might not be good on it. He right. might. I don't know. But we'll see. So right now, I'm not buying his T-shirt. But, hey, maybe next year I will. It's a personal challenge, Aaron Solo. Get it together. Put yourself out there. You're a good wrestler. Make me want to buy, to buy your shirt. shirt or not. Right. Yes, I want to make me want it. Don't be mid. <laughs> <laughs> If they're not giving you the opportunity, then you take you you take some initiative and get that microphone. <laughs> there you go. So then we right. cut then we cut over to Tony Schiavone and we've got Britt, JB Hader, and then Tony Storm. And then out of nowhere comes Ruby Soho. Woo! Teaming up with Tony Storm. And I like the fact that she called her Brittany, which was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's great. Listen, Brittany, y'all putting your <laughs> stuff out there. <laughs> so that was that. I thought that was a cool promo, man. I was very, I was very psyched to see Ruby in this and do this tag match, which I, I don't think it's part of the Owen Hart thing, but it's kind of like a hype up to it. Is that what they're it's saying? It's just a rampage match next week. Yeah, it's it's, it, but it's just they they want to fight, so yeah. there's gonna be a fight. And. And if you notice, let's take notice of a couple things. Britt was very scared, wanted to get out of there really quickly, and Hater would wanted to stay there and get in the battle. That tells me I have a feeling that Hater is going to be moving away from Britt at some point soon. That's my I have in my notes. I have in my notes. I said Rafe definitely thinks Hater's going to flip, <laughs> but I'm not sure she will yet. Ooh, okay. Any thoughts on this promo, Tammy? No, Chris. It was fun. I like it. I liked it. I liked Ruby coming in. I liked yeah. uh, when when uh, Britt and Hater left, and Ruby says, "You know, it's weird because I could swear they were just talking about you leaving, but now now they left." Uh, <laughs> I was like, "That was that was good." I like yeah, them as I a team. It's I, fun. Think I, I like it. Yeah, I think they're um, a good team. I think it'll be a good matchup. Oh, for sure. I mean, everybody there has good experience, so I think it's going to be. And they all and I like I like that Brit's getting away from that Thunder Rosa picture. And I like that we're doing something completely on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's good for everybody involved right now to just do something that's not part of what the what the title pictures are. Exactly. So then after that, we went right into the Jurassic Express promo and where Christian Cage basically kind of calls Jungle Boy a loser, but <sighs> Says he's acting like a loser. And then everybody went, ooh. And now all the rumors, all the dirt sheets are saying that Christian Cage is going to turn heel. I don't know. I thought that the week before. I, uh, but I, I, and people have been saying like, well, Christian's got to turn heel eventually. I don't think he has to. Right. Um, but yeah, I think they're maybe playing with people a little bit. They got to be. And then Starks and Hobbs come out. 
Now, Starks is really starting to grow on me because I think his promos keep getting better and better, and he gets more healy, and I'm starting to like him a little bit more than I did before. Tammy, any thoughts on that? Uh, you mean the Hobbs Starks versus Jurassic Express promo? I was yeah. like, it's okay. Okay. So okay. Side note, I think Luchasaurus needs to just do away with that mask and get a better, cooler one. That one looks like something you'd buy in the Halloween section and for the toddlers at uh at Walmart. Oh. I'm not I like him. I like his wrestling. I love when he comes on and slams everyone around, and throws them around. It's right. not a personal that, thing. It's just that, that fucking I think toddler it, mask. <laughs> it is. I think it doesn't look comfortable, doesn't look right. I think he could do better. He could be fiercer. It doesn't look fierce enough. It looks silly. So yeah. He's it, better. It, it, he's better than that. He's not Jungle Boy's sidekick. I feel like he gets treated that way. He's badass. And we all know this. When he comes on, he finishes shit. He should have a mask that reflects that. Well, I mean, it's that, kind of the mirror, it's kind of the mirror babyface relationship of like a, a an annoying, good talking heel with their big person that's their enforcer, right? It's just it's just the, the face version of that. That is. Um, that's a good way to put that. And, and maybe that's part of why I don't like them. Because it just doesn't there's I loved both of them and Marco's stunt for a long time. I thought they were great, but then the, just this whole title program from them has not worked for me. Uh yeah. Lucha could probably use a new mask and to be doing something different. And Jungle Boy is He's just not very confident anymore, is he? Like, he's not good on the mic anymore. Christian seems like he always has to do the talking, and it never – it just never feels very eventful when uh, yeah. they have TV time nowadays. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and it this, should be. And it should be an event because they're the tag team champions. It should be a big deal when they get right. on the screen. And, it and then feel to, have, to have this, you know, Hobbs and Starks thing happening, they – are, I'm, I thought they were still involved in other stuff. I don't know what's going on with Hobbs and Starks right now, but yeah, I think I think Starks is getting better. I think Hobbs probably right like he's right now he's he's the heels big man, um, and he's I think maybe going backwards a little bit in his development um, and his character work because we're not hearing as much from him uh, the last few maybe even the last couple of months. Um, yeah, but I mean, what else are they going to do with this tag team stuff right now? They've got everybody's doing the tournament and everything else. It was like I was saying earlier, like they really don't have a lot of options right now. So they kind of got to do this. I don't think the promo was that good until Ricky started talking. Um, do you guys care about this match? Because I don't. Well, I, I, I think it's going to have implications and I'm going to tell you why. And this is my theory on it. OK, and I could be completely wrong because, you know, but. Okay, so we've got the side thing. We got Keith Lee and Swerve going after Starks, right? That was evident in later on as we speak of this, correct? I think there's going to be a changing of the belts. I think Starks and Hobbs are going to get the belts, and I think Swerve and Lee are going to take them in, in, a, in a short period of time, and it's going to be a quick turnaround. That's what I think, but could be wrong. That's work. why I think they're doing it. I think they're doing it that way. Because they want to give Keith Lee and Swerve a, a shot at a title, and this is a good way to do it. And then, what better to do than put it on a bunch of a couple of heels, and then have some baby faces take it back? You know what I mean? Just a thought. So, after that, we jumped right into Archer versus Wardlow, which I thought this was. Uh, oh, Chris has got a sour face on. 
Uh, I thought it was brilliant, number one, just because of MJF and Spears in the crowd. That was the most, I think that was the highlight of the whole thing for me. I still thought it was a cool bruiser of a match, which was pretty fun. And I mean, Wardlow with the nimbleness, I mean, he was nimble and fast and jumping off ropes and doing, you know, whatever that thing is where they hook him around the top of the head and spin around. I mean, holy shit. I was like, this is impressive. Both of them were impressive off the ropes for being as huge as they are to flip around and do what they did, man. It was great. One of the great lines, he's beating him like a child in the woodshed. That was one. Wow. I'm concerned. They need some therapy. They need to process through their abuse. But so, that was great. That was one of my favorite lines in that one. I started crying when I heard that beating him like a child in the woodshed. I was like, oh, no, we're going back to like the 50s. I'm concerned <laughs> about whoever um, said that. What happened in their childhood? Who was it? Who said that? Uh, JR. Oh, JR. <laughs> Who was it? Right. Who said that? But then we had four power bombs, and then Spears, the looks on Spears and MJF's faces at the end, they couldn't have acted that any better. They were both brilliant, just sitting there with that look, those dumbfounded looks on their faces. Tammy, let's hear your notes. Oh, shit. What did I do with them? Oh, here they are. Okay. Okay, I'm so messy. I had to just focus where, where I wrote things. Okay, here we go. My notes. MJF with his wine in the rafters with Spears. LOL. Ha ha ha. So funny. MJF is the best. Wardlow comes out with security. Oh my gosh, we're all around him. He looks fantastic. Archer jumps on Wardlow before even security can get off the handcuffs. A nimble Wardlow. Wow. Whoa, exciting, Wardlow, I'm so happy. MJF and Spears watch from the rafters. I'm loving these two against each other. Archer is now on the ropes. Whoa, thought Archer had Wardlow, but he got out. Archer is smirking or is smirks? Archer is smirks, I don't understand that, but Wardlow headbutts whatever the hell is going on there right off his face. <laughs> A senton from Wardlow, like how I write that, and I have no idea what it is. Oh, wow. Holy schmoly. Wardlow, powerbombing Archer. Oh, my God, again and again. MJF and Spears are pissed. Five powerbombs? You said four, Rafe. I counted five. And MJF and Spears are a mess. <laughs> all right, all right. Loved this. A fantastic, fun wrestle. It's so funny on this because this was just silly, good telenovela type style fun. Whereas FTR was really serious and heartfelt. <laughs> and that's, I think that's why I've become into wrestling. I, I can have it all in one show. I can have all kinds of different moods and types of people and situations and scenarios. It's not just one thing. This was completely different than the others, but I enjoyed it a lot because it was so fun. And we've been waiting for Wardlow to go through all this and they're doing it in the most epic way. And we did see new moves that we didn't get to see. We only saw him come in and squash people with power bombs before. So there was a few new moves and we're get to, getting to see more of him. And kudos to Archer when he was like tippy-toeing on the top rope. 
I mean, yeah. these kids are huge. It must be harder. I mean, just as far as physics go. Oh, yeah. I mean, Archer walked across the whole rope. And that's what I just up. said. I know. That's what I'm saying. I was just repeating it, kind of like putting a nail in that. Oh, let's see. Chris has got this look on his face like. And it's okay know. if Chris doesn't feel the same. He's, he's been like, watching wrestling a lot longer than I have. Like, I don't know. We're in different, we're in different mental spaces sometimes. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fry this one. Um, it oh. was shorter than I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to give this a little more time. A lot of it was in commercial and picture in picture, if I remember correctly. Yes, yeah. unfortunately. Um, it wasn't bad, but I think it could have been better. And I didn't think that Wardlow would lose this just because it would stop the momentum of that story right now. So it was kind of weird to put Lance Archer in that situation when he's just trying to come back after all those, whatever it was, it was a couple months he had to be out for injury or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then he's been, he's been doing a bunch of squash matches on, on dark shows and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess. And then, you know, can I Later add to that? MJF makes his phone call, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> Can I add to that? Why? Sure. Why, well, I think that they what they were trying to do and what they were trying to accomplish with the fact that Archer was going to come in there, and they said it a couple times in commentary, that MJF's technique with everybody he wrestles all the time is to get them beat up enough so that he can win, right? Mm -hmm. That's his technique. That's MJF's gig. He did it with Jericho. He tried to do it with Punk. He's trying to do it with Wardlow. So we know what the next match is going to be for Wardlow, obviously. We know that it's going to be Big Cass, right? Tammy just went off into nowhere. We just we know it's going to be Big Cass, right? So Big Cass is just this guy that's going to like injure is going to injure and injure Wardlow. So yeah, that's what he's trying to do. So that's why they he's putting out the biggest and the nastiest people. And even if they lose, it doesn't really matter. So I want to say while we're talking about that guy and all that stuff, I was right about the impact connection. We've got him coming in. We've got Deanna Perrazzo. Mm -hmm. We're not done yet because a lot of Ring of Honor stuff was partnered with impact throughout all that. So up until Ring of Honor was done, because a lot of Ring of Honor people went there because they didn't have anything to do, right, while they were on hiatus or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I was right. I was right, you guys. Okay. It, it's And I'm out of focus. It, it, see, I'm not always right, though. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I predict that this guy's going to do this thing with this company and that it doesn't happen, and I feel stupid. But I was right about this one, even though I wasn't sure. Right. So are you... Yeah, right, so you didn't you weren't 100 percent on this match then it was okay uh -huh. i mean i didn't yeah they just did the same thing to the butcher right and i like him too it's not like i don't like the wrestlers it's just it was a short match it got interrupted a lot because of the commercials and the spots that were included on tv could have been better hmm. all right there you go there it is so then we move on if we all feel the same way so it's no it would be it would be it would be bad yeah so then we get into the sports entertainer intro with JAS and the sit down and there's no violence. So what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Huh? I just love him. I just I want him by himself. Matt is the star of the show there. He, I, I do. Really he cracks me up. I want to hang out with him. 
Matt, so, if you're in Jacksonville, we'll come hang out with he you. He was great in the segment later, too, but this sit-down was interesting. It was. It was an interesting sit-down. Uh, I like the fact that King, I mean, I thought Kingston did this. He pulled this off pretty brilliantly. <laughs> very Kingston. He's he was very Eddie Kingston. Kingston. He's like, I can smell the fear on you. <laughs> it's pretty great. Tammy, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think I would do that? You all are always comparing me to Kingston. Yes, I do believe that you would okay. do that. That sounds like 100%. something you would have, have probably already said to someone already. at some point. Oh my there's, goodness. There's no question in my mind. I may have. I don't know. Even you're on that right now. You're like, do I feel like I have so yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> can I remember? But obviously the chiropractor wants to know what I did most of my life because I have so much damage and I can't remember any of that. So there's that. Fight club, baby. Exactly. Oh, I, that's sure. what I tried to say. But you know what? I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I probably did damage myself 20 different ways, but it didn't stick out the next day so much. I just kept rolling on. So I don't know. I mean, honestly, I've had this conversation. I don't know why they keep asking me. Oh, look, Rafe, you're frozen. No, I'm oh, not. No, you Darn. I was going to get a picture. You look. He good. was just listening okay. intently, I think. So did, was somebody asking me a question? <laughs> did you ask yeah. me what I think? Yeah. What did you I... think of the promo? Oh. I guess I was just psychoanalyzing myself. Why have I done that? Am I that person? Well, oh my God. We're getting off the, the sit path. down. Did you, you like the sit my down? My intention is not to be an asshole, but I have, a I have a very strong feeling of justice and protection. Okay. So I put Jericho appreciation sit down. I put everyone's name, but anyways, it doesn't matter. You know who they are. Not Jeff oh Parker God. starts talking. Not Jeff Parker. Not Jeff Parker. <laughs> I don't know. Is he on Helico or something like that? I don't know. Oh, let's no. And what? then it says, okay, let's do this weird thing. Jericho is <laughs> Jericho is the best on the microphone. So far, this is hysterical chaos. Intense face-to-face -face with Eddie and Chris. Love them in each other's face. Those were my notes. I, I liked Jericho in his chair like this. That was awesome. <laughs> it was so like, intense. Oh my God. All of these people are doing their part well. All I have to say is I'm here for every minute of this. I'm, are you frozen? <laughs> We're going to take is a he, picture and post you on Twitter. Frozen? Okay. No. I'm getting my camera. No, I, no he's not. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep, keep messing around and find out when your, your, your face is on Twitter like that. Cause that's what we're gonna do, and then people will have to make a quote. Oh, is that right? Thanks. Yep, they Ooh. get to caption it. All right, Christopher, what do you think of this one? What did you think of this promo? <laughs> now that you're frozen, <laughs> it was good. Uh, it was good. <laughs> I, I enjoy um, Matt Menard is fantastic. He's got the best do? faces in the business. What are you gonna do, <laughs> Matt so Menard? Um, he's not Matt Lee anymore. No, no, he's Magic. Matt, Daddy Magic, Daddy Magic, or Magic what? Daddy Matt Menard, okay. and then I will not never Jeff call Parker, him not Jeff Parker. I don't know if that's Angelo Parker it's or if Angelo that's Angelo Parker, guys. Right, right. Uh, yeah, man, what a good segment this was. And Eddie Kingston was actually the same as Eddie Kingston always is. Um, I, I think I think the after segment, the stuff that happened later, was the best part of this. Yeah. Um. 
But there was a moment when they were all standing and Jericho was talking and they were all just looking at fucking Eddie and and and, then, and somebody was talking and he said, I swear, I swear on my grandma or something like that. I swear if you don't stop talking. Mm-hmm. And then he looked back at Jericho and went on with his promo. I was like, is that real right there? Did he actually get pissed because that dude wouldn't shut up for a minute? He couldn't remember what he was going to say? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a fun a fun little segment. Oh, yeah, very fun. And then we cut to Sammy and Ty. They're their pre-promo, and they do a whole bunch of PDAs. Anyway. So then we go to Serena D versus Hikaru Shida in the Philly street fight. It basically was like a brawl from the start. Um I didn't really get too many cool commentary lines off of this. I kind of got more into the into the match itself. Um, there was always, you know, it's always a good technical match between the two of them, even though we've seen this so many times, and it could be kind of boring. Um, but it's very entertaining to watch, and I thought the powder in the face was actually pretty cool, and uh, so that was that was a nice touch to it. And Adib got popped in the in the face. With the with the stick and her face. What was the powder in the up. face? Was that I guess that was supposed to be uh like chalk, you know, for lifting yeah. or whatever. Why'd they have that shit under the ring though? Nobody's training in the ring. Why is that there? I have no idea. I have no idea. Stupid. So let's go with Tammy's notes. Okay, first I just want to preface my notes saying I love Deeb and I was just in Virginia, and so it was so cool. And I'm going to find out where she trained. And I've already convinced Tatiana she should become a wrestler. So I think when she sees some of Deeb's matches, she will agree. And um, I just want to say that I, I was going through Virginia and I was thinking about Virginia and wrestling. And I know Deeb trained there. And so did Nyla Rose in Manassas, trained in Manassas, and I think currently lives in D.C. And now we're going to get Tatiana. So we're spreading the love. So, okay, D versus Sheeta, Philly street fight. I still don't, I, this still doesn't make sense to me as a, a different, to, is it, do they name the street fight just out of where they're fighting or are they yeah, specific? It's like, thing? oh, we're here. So it's a Philly street oh, okay. fight. There's, they, I mean, it's not like they were throwing cheesesteaks at everybody or anything. Well, they should have. I mean, they did throw a print symbol in Minneapolis. Come on, they got to step up their game. And a, and a bunt cake pan. Yes, they could they could have leaned into the Philly street fight thing a little bit more. That aside, my note says I love Deeds and Sheeta looks great. She really did with the cherry blossom kind of thing going down in the shorts. She had a totally different look than those one legged pants she normally wears. She was looking fierce. So it gave me this impression. Hmm, Maybe she'll win this time. Why did she come all the way back if she's going to lose? But I am attached to Deeb, so I'm very don't like her to lose. Anyways, I thought this was going to be fierce. And they're right into it. Deeb has a chair out now, and she is ready for, for some fierce action. But Deeb is a fierce competitor. I guess fierce comes up a lot. Uh, Deeb gets Sheeta's knee with a chair, and Deeb eats the chair after Sheeta reversal. Deeb throwing powder? Now beating Sheeta with a kendo stick. Sheeta got powder in her eyes. Now I got some bottled water from the audience. Jumps on D. Now she does. I don't even know what that word is. Now she is either a is a beater, a batter. I don't know. Oh, I know what it is now. She's beating. It's a it's a verb. Uh, D to the stick. Crowd is cheering. Holy Sheeta! Holy Sheeta! Wow, they're getting brutal. Dub wins. Love. It's said a brutal wrestle, but I think we know what really needs to be a fierce wrestle. 
and then Thunder Rosa watches from the wings. That's my, that's my notes. Chris. Man, I didn't care about this match going into it. I don't care about this match coming out of it. It was a match, but I feel like I've seen it before. I'm tired of this story with these two. Deeb took a hell of a hit, I guess, because her face is all fucked up now. That looked like it was rough. Um, But yeah, I I think this was decisive. I hope. I hope it's over with these two. Let's do something different. I I feel like I've said that on this podcast so many times. Like, let's move on somewhere with these two people. And here we are. Let's move on. Deeb needs a new... She she needs new opponents, man. She needs other people to wrestle against. Oh, does she? She needs to do something else and not be put into weird tag matches with people she's never wrestled with before because it's dumb. Right, exactly. I agree with that. So then we cut to MJF with Lexi Nair. And I was... (laughs) This one put me in tears. And he says... What he called her? He called her something else, like Lane Lanny or something like that. And she something. Goes, and she goes, "That's not my name. My name's Lexi." And he goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry, sweetie." He says, "Get out of my frame." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> oh, so I don't even. I laughed so hard I don't even remember what the point of the promo was. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Uh, <laughs> that was basically just. I mean, he was just talking. That was when he made the phone call. Right. That's right. He made the phone call to Big Cass. That's yeah, that was we, a good line, though. That's who they're. And she predicting. sold the hell out of that too. She really did. She was great. So, and then we cut to Tammy. Any comments on that before no, I move on? Okay. No. So then we go into we see Fuego laying in the middle of the ring. Fuego del Sol. What we've always been puzzled of why this is going after this. <laughs> and then we see Spirit Halloween in the middle of the ring with the shovel. And they try to pull off Fuego's mask, and Penta and Pac come out. And then behind the shovel is Ray Phoenix, who's back. And they pretty much attack the House of Black, which I thought was just, I thought this was pretty cool, man. Now I understand why they were picking on Fuego. It makes total sense now, (laughs) because it didn't before. Because I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Tammy, what are your comments on this before we get to Chris? Oh, my God. So my notes were, what's going on? Is that Spirit Halloween? Fuego's on the ground. Penta and Pac, I don't know what's going on. Oh, wow. Ray Phoenix is Spirit Halloween. Yay. We missed you, hero. DT takes out House of Black. Death Triangle is back, baby. Worth I every. That. I love that Alex moment of Spirit Halloween. Halloween. He became Spirit Halloween. Yeah, and I was worth it. Now I yeah, had a big that... payoff. I love. It's the only figure I own is Ray Phoenix right now. Well, we do have Adam Page. Oh, we I, do. That's right. I forgot I bought, about him. I bought Adam Page. That's because Hangman. I got the Hangman. What is beer? We know who has my heart because I forgot we had Hangman. Yeah. He's good too, though. He's yeah. But I'm so psyched that oh, Ray he's Phoenix just the world right. champ right now. That's all. Yeah, that's all. No, not Ray Phoenix. Nah. No. He's, Ray Phoenix true. is on a whole nother level. It's true. Tammy's, there's no, I mean, you can't fuck with Ray Phoenix when it comes to Tammy. That's, it's, that's just the way it is, dude. It's over. <laughs> Man, does this mean that Alex isn't going to wear that dumb shit anymore? I hope so. You know what? I took notice. 
of the black and white vibe, the contrast. You've got Penta Oscuro now with the all black and the very dark and all that. Ray Phoenix comes back, all white, super light. Alex finally comes out. He's got a split half and half black and white jacket, different colored gloves. I like it. I like the aesthetic. It's cool. Mm. Are we having in hell now? Where's I, If Dio was alive today and we could get him to do a song for these guys, it'd be amazing. Well, we do have two musicians in the podcast that could create a song as well. <laughs> okay. Think about it. I will. <laughs> yeah, man. Awesome. Awesome segue. Are I we can't... done, though? Are we done with the Spirit Halloween shit? Are we uh, moving on? I'm hoping that we do move on from the Spirit Halloween because it's it's that's over with so and i don't think we're alone in that feeling either that's not no. the sense i get from the interwebs the interwebs uh, so then happy that they they're can back. sell that fucking styrofoam uh tombstone back to one of them theme parks down there for exactly. one of them halloween shows and maybe put, get a little money out of that put that shit Paying back in a cool jacket back in orlando so then we go into strickland versus darby and swerve's house and darby's house and that's the kind of the pre-match to that match and then we get into the 10-man tag team uh with the undisputed elite we got what we have brock gosh who we have brock lee um dante right um who else I, it was just, it was so confusing. Yeah, it was weird. Like, why? Varsity why gone? Did, did you say that? Why was this yeah, the a blondes. team? Yeah, the blondes. I, I don't know. I, I mean, Brock, Lee, yeah. first of all, Nick Jackson was on fire in this match, man. He was killing it. Hey, so. that's in my notes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's okay. But I'm just saying, when I say it, I didn't step on it. your notes before I get <laughs> before we get into segue into Tammy's notes. I'm going to say this about this. I no, don't no, just say it all. It's OK. Just know that when I say it, it wasn't copying Ray. Gotcha. <laughs> I yeah, she's an original. Let's tell I have my own that. thoughts. Damn it. She's an original. They broke the mold on her. So let's just. <laughs> so. Everybody is an original. But what I'm trying to say is that. I don't like the undisputed elite. Don't like it at all. I don't like, I want, I don't even want the bucks to be involved with that. I just, I who are they? What are you talking about? Undisputed elite. (laughs) Are they one person? (laughs) What? What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. Tell me exactly who that is. Adam Cole, Bobby fish, Kyle O'Reilly and the bucks. They're the undisputed elite. Oh, I separated the words each They time. got a t-shirt. I thought they, they were the elite it's... or they were the undisputed. <laughs> They're all wearing the shirts in They're the ring. They're wearing the shirts. It's not even like, oh, they got a shirt now. No, they have them on. Okay. I was and probably really high the by the time this came around. <laughs> no, part of the whole was. angle, I think. What? No, they have thing. another nickname? No. Nothing. No, they were just the elite. Isn't there something with, with Adam B? Cole? There's nothing what? with a BTE or something? That's, That's being an elite. That's a YouTube show that the Bucks do. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's all elite wrestling. Yeah, but the BTE are the, same you are the BTE the same people as Undisputed? Oh, heavens. <laughs> no, I'm asking. Tell me. 
the young bucks are I in. I feel, I feel like something's wrong. I feel like who's on first? You know what I mean? It's like an Abbott and Costello gig here. What the fuck is going on? All these names, all, right, all these group names all right. elude me. I know the right. people. Okay. Let's let's regroup here. Okay. The undisputed elite is okay. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, Nick and Matt Jackson. That's okay. the undisputed elite. They came it's not out the same people that are BTE? BTE is just Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson's YouTube channel being the elite. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but wasn't there something about an era with Adam Cole and stuff? The undisputed that, that, that was a undisputed era, huh? That's not here. That's that's a different company. Oh, but I didn't watch it then. But they must say it a lot there because I don't. I didn't watch the other company. So okay, you know what? I'm glad we're discussing this because a I, lot of articles reference. If you're listening or watching, I'm less than a year into this. Okay. Well, you've got to be coming up on a year now. And six months for like four months in a row. Okay. But when did we start? I want to say June. You're right. We're almost out of year. Shit. Anyway, there might be other new people that need this explained, and I'm representing for the most ignorant, newest ones. Okay. Would you please hit your notes at this point? Thank you. Okay, so the undisputed elite, I will never make a mistake again. I promise, okay? I will respect you and know your name of your faction from now on. I apologize for my ignorance, dear wrestling people and fans. Okay, so there's a lot going on. So far, it's a fun display. I don't know why everyone's doing team meetings outside of the ring. <laughs> Let's go. Did you did, did you guys catch that? It was like a lot of team meetings. Let's go. Let's go. A lot of variety here. Nick Jackson is fired tonight. See, I said it too. I'm not sure what's going on, but it's all fun. Adam Cole takes down Big Shoddy for the win. A fun and talented wrestle. All right. Chris. You know what, Rafe? I don't like the Undisputed Elite either. I think this is a weird, slow story they're doing with these guys, and I don't think any of them look cool through any of it. At all. Are they supposed to be stupid and corny and like a dumb heel faction? Because that's what it is. They they, 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 not, they look really, like stooges. They're yeah. like stooges, like a stooge faction. Yeah. It that yep, you're right. That's like what they're all it's they're all they all have some sort of comedy element to their gimmick now, and yeah. it's just goofy. Uh, but I'm not going to stop liking all of these people as individuals or separate teams. Like I love the bucks and I'm going to, even if they have a stupid program for a while, they're still going to be the bucks. Um, and I think Adam Cole and Bobby fish and Kyle O'Reilly, I think that can end once everybody's over the kind of, Oh, they were there. Now they're here thing. Like, I think that was fan service for a little bit. Eventually they're all going to have to do something, but I think it all ties into like, Kenny Omega being gone. We were talking about this earlier and all the stuff that I think they were originally planning to do with all these signings and everything. I just don't think it's worked out. So whatever this story is, I don't hate it that much, but it's like, it could be so much better with these five guys. Yeah. Um, I think so too. As far as the match though, like the opponents didn't make any sense. That's not even a real thing. Why are we just, Let's throw five other people in there. All right, we got one tag team and we got three singles guys. Let's let's just do that. 
there's other people also on the roster. So we could have had like a choice that made sense. Um, and I think a five person faction is dumb anyway. Uh, so, and that's Jericho appreciation society. Take notes. Um, five people in a faction is one too many. It should be four or at least seven or eight. If you're going to have a faction, five is not enough to be a group, like a big group. Whereas four is like just enough to have like two tag teams and it makes sense. Uh, and the stories make like th- there's easy stories to write there. When you have five or more up until you get to the upwards of like a big group of people, um, it just doesn't, there's never like a good way to include everyone and have it not look like somebody's getting squashed by someone. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We will see what happens with Undisputed Era, I guess. This match didn't matter, though. It meant nothing. It was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Everybody in it was great. Yeah. So then we kick into the backstage. Oh, I'm interrupting. Uh-oh. I just have an idea. I okay. think we should start a faction of some sort, just as our friend group, as our wrestling friend group. So we need five more people. But go ahead. Next, <laughs> Next thing. We started. Right. There's three of us. So. That- Anyway, we uh, go cut to the back, and then all of a sudden, the wizard Jericho throws a fireball in Eddie Kingston's face. But <laughs> before before we get to that, I'm very, very confused about something that none of us mentioned when they did the Jericho Appreciation Society, and everybody came out, and they wanted to do the face-to-face. Okay, so you have Matt and Angelo dressed very nice. You've got... Garcia with his backwards kangle and his and his and his and his gig on, and then you got Jericho. He had a shirt on. He did. He he had a tank top on. But anyway, so then you have Jericho looking like like he's in Motley Crue back in '85, and then you got Jake Hager who comes out with no shirt on, with pants that are too short for him, and yeah, like some 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 regular like like cole's joggers like you go buy them and they're on the clearance rack that day right those are not made for taller people no and it's uh, like dude what the hell luggage is got lost on the way there flying but in. i think that's his vibe though like i just think that's how he dresses it does stick out like a sore thumb though like he's already the my brother he looks here. almost identical to a brother i have well yeah but it made no sense, and I thought that the attack with the fireball was priceless. I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> I want to add earlier the segment where they were all in the ring together, and uh, Ortiz actually still had um, Angelo's shoes, shoes from the, the week prior, or was it two yeah. weeks ago? Two weeks ago. I, yeah, so he's just still got the shoes. That's great. It's, it's great. so funny. It's, it's a great, great, great storyline. I love it. I think it's funny as hell. Tammy, did you have notes on this? The fireball, the fireball segment? No, it was just about the... I just wrote Fireball Jericho. Yeah. Oh, man. I was hoping there was going to be some good notes on that. I, I mean, it was getting later and later. So, I, And we had a lot of promos. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then speaking of that, and the, the next promo was Trent versus uh, Joe on that. So then we'll go with... Then we got into uh, Sammy versus Sky. Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship match. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say a couple of things, and I'm going to let you two talk because um, this whole thing makes me ill. So 
Number one, I'm glad Scorpio Sky got the belt back. Very happy with that. Number two, this had to be the most ridiculous match I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't ever want to see something like this ever again. And I'm done with it. That's it for me. I really am. I cannot stand them. Can't. Done. Over. The way Tammy hates Garcia is the way I hate those two. Cannot stand to even look at them on the television screen anymore. But maybe that's... I think you need to think about why. Maybe that's their job. Since they've done their job well, congratulations to them. Tammy's notes. I don't even want to comment on the match because I don't care. Well, you didn't give away. Maybe Chris wants to say something. Go ahead, Chris. No, you go first. You go first, Tammy. All right. Well, later in the evening, the notes get shorter or or more. But there's a lot of notes here. I put this again. (laughs) That was my first note. What are you doing? Shut up, Ray. It's my turn. All right. He's just, he's, he's pointing at his mid shirt in case you're listening. Um, all right. Th- this again, we shall see what happens. Scorpio. What? He's coming on strong, I guess is what that says. Sammy, no time to breathe. Seems like Sammy went running into the ladder. Scorpio, like he ran into the ladder. Do you remember that? Anybody notice he just ran, willingly ran directly into a ladder? which I thought that was crazy that Scorpio was carrying. Now, Sammy is uh, (laughs) doing snow angels after slamming Scorpio. Oh my my God. What was that? He flipped off a ladder awkwardly and missed crazy. Sammy looks messed up, but what, but this, uh, but he's able to push through and he pushes through the ladder to knock Scorpio off. Ty looks crazed. Yelling from the side, Scorpio kicking Sammy in sensitive areas. Oh no, holy schmoly, a two ladder in the air cutter. I don't know what that means. I don't know the lingo exactly, just know that. That's what I thought. So, anyways, fantastic move on Scorpio's part. He could only pull that off with Sammy. Scorpio gets thrown in the barbed wire ladder. Ty kicking Lambert. Paige Van Zandt and Ty brawling while Scorpio and Sammy Sammy do the same. Then they kick the, I I don't even know what that says. Kick they should have finished then. Uh Uh-oh, we lost you. They kick, am I frozen? Tammy? Am I frozen? (laughs) A little technical hiccup. Tammy's back on this ladder match that was terrible. But anyway, she thought might be good. Hey, he's not speaking for me, okay? I'm gonna, I don't know where we dropped off, so I'm going to speed read through the first half of my notes. This again, we shall see what happens. Scorpio coming on strong. Sammy, no time to breathe. Seems like Sammy went running into the ladder. Scorpio was scaring. Oh, my gosh, he did it purposely. At least it seemed that way. Now Sammy's doing snow angels. After slamming Scorpio, that's just a weird thing to do. Oh, my God, what was that? <laughs> He flipped off the ladder awkwardly and missed. Crazy. Sammy looks messed up. Crazy. But he was able to push the ladder to knock Scorpio off. 
Now Ty looks crazed, yelling from, I see fingers and hands flapping from the side. Scorpio kicking Sammy in sensitive area. Low blow. Holy schmoly, a two ladder in the air cutter. Fantastic move on Scorpio's part. That was definitely a move of a champion. That um, He could only pull that off though with another equal champion as Sammy. Scorpio gets thrown in the barbed wire ladder. Ty kicks Lambert. Actually, that was kind of enjoyable. Paige Van Zant and Ty brawling while Scorpio and Sammy do the same. Then, I don't even know this. what this sentence is. Something about they kick, they kick. They should have finished then, but now they got to mess with the ladder again. Girls are on, on guys' back, racing and fighting up this up, the, up to the top. This is freaking ridiculous. Scorpio... Bite Sammy's finger and Sammy almost gets belt until Scorpio dumps him off to barbed wire. He springs back though. Very exciting. Ex exciting? Exciting. <laughs> exciting. And Scorpio gets it. I hope this is over now. A mixed feelings. But fun kind of wrestle. That's my notes. It's a mixed Word. feeling, Russell. There's so many mixed feelings. I'm glad that uh, Sammy and Ty can go on and do other things and escape the hate for a while and kind of figure out what their what their deal is. And you know what? Scorpio, he had such a short run, so it's kind of nice that he has it back. My only issue with Scorpio isn't his wrestling ability, especially that thing he did in the air with the ladder super impressed me. But it's just that he's just not the most fun on promos. And if he could get better there, it would be great. He has a great look. He has a great outfit. You know, he's good at being like the macho, like wrestler. I'm so good champion, but he doesn't have any like personality and his promos don't feel fun or exciting or even intense. What's your thoughts, Chris? There's <sighs> a ladder match, right? That's cool. Uh, I wish <laughs> that Sammy had not done that stupid, ridiculous, unnecessary thing that he did where he got hurt and he just laid in the ring for like five minutes. And I think we went in picture and picture and he was still laying there. And Scorp was like, instead of like getting a ladder ready and climbing and getting the belt, he had to like play for time, which was really stupid. And it just, I, that I was like, by the time that happened, I was done. Like, I don't, I I don't even lie. remember the rest of it because I was so pissed off. Like, this doesn't even make sense. If I know somebody can't get up. Just fucking take it home fast and get it over with. And whoever's going to win, win. Right. Because it's dumb at that point to just have two guys that are supposed to be trying to get this thing in the middle of the ring that's hung up. One of them can't move for a minute and is maybe hurt and stuff. Either somebody get in there and confirm he's hurt or Scorp needs to run up that ladder, grab that belt because Sammy can't get up right now. Yeah. And done. it was, it was dumb. Yeah. On an already dumb storyline. We've got a belt exchange again. They're throwing this thing around left and right. The TNT title is in trouble. Mm. That's it. And that's it for Dynamite. So now we get, nothing. we get into real or fake. Oh, shit. Name that wrestler. I guess I'm a little bit better than name that wrestler. I, I was traveling all week. I still want to study. I want to say something while Chris gets ready for this is we have somebody that follows us that collects I'm not getting cards. ready for anything. Yeah, well, the, I think I need to collect cards. 
So I can have like the data and I can study it and learn it so I could get better at this. Yeah, we lost I your camera. See how like you could really go down a hyper focus hole and a hunting hole and really get obsessed with getting cards, but maybe having cards would I could read the cards and I learn all the stats about the players. There uh oh. Go. Uh oh. What's going on? Dun 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 dun. We see the red screen behind Chris. Oh! Oh shit! It's Craig. He's not oh, gonna no. put light on us at all. Ah! Oh, fuck you! Oh, oh, this is gonna be tough, Craig. What? You better be fair. Fair. <laughs> good luck with that. Craig, uh, you better uh, have some good answers. Rafe can, all his answers are wrong. Oh, oh yeah. So your answers are right, right. but not. I'm right. He's wrong. Okay. Rafe, she always like this. Yes. yes. You like me more, Craig. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? What do we got? Ah! <laughs> let's see you know this fucking guy he calls me today he says hey Theodore couldn't come over for a shoot we're low and short on time no money and I'm like okay fuck it I'll do it you know and wow. I get here and I gotta look at this fucking what is this no uh, D goes unpunished huh Craig so you guys play games on here huh that's what this is yeah, a grown man, that. 40 years old, spends his Sundays playing games on the fucking internet. <laughs> and now there's a puppet involved. Do the math, huh? And, I, and, and, and there's me, this crazy, wild, middle-aged lady. This kid's not okay. Okay. But you're All here. All right. Uh, real effect, right? Right. Right. Uh-oh. No, no. Right. Yes, Craig. You. Yes, Craig. I'm ready. Uh, I don't know how this game works. How does it work? Uh, Name three wrestling wrestling moves. Two are real and one is fake, and he has the guess. Up. Okay. Uh, Rafe. Yes, Rafe. Craig. Yes. Okay. Uh, death blow. Uh -oh. <laughs> death blow. <laughs> uh, a hero's welcome. And a hand sandwich. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Those are all things he sandwich. wishes he had. Hand. Like a hand. Sandwich. What? Hand sandwich. <laughs> death blow. Like death row, but suckier, I guess. Uh, a hero's welcome. What is it? Which one's fake? A hand sandwich. Well done, suck. Oh, well done. I got it right. Congratulations, you. Hey, get that's a the first time you got it right. And it means nothing. So good for you. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Tammy. Yes. Tammy. Yes. Okay. Okay. Disarm her. Disarm I thought that was her. a threat. Okay. Uh, wasteland. Lumbar fireball. Did you say lumbar fireball? Lumbar yes. fireball. Oh shit. Or wasteland or disarm her. Which one's fake? Uh-oh. This is tough. Disarm her. No, you're wrong. That's a stupid fucking answer. Damn, because it's very uh, gendered. What if a man's using it against another man? Well, it's a specific arm breaker. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's it's yeah. <laughs> 
Well, okay. <laughs> well, uh, so nice job, Ray. You get a point, and I guess Thank you. you, Craig. What the, what the Craig? Fuck Craig. He is always wrong. I'm Come right on, this time. Not today. Yes. Not today. He's fucking yes. right. You're wrong. You control the narrative here. You're in control. You can you make it not. wrong. He doesn't get a point. Tell him. He got a point. No. I'm down. No point. Jesus. Fine. Name that wrestler, okay? All right. Who? Tammy. Oh, shit. I never do good at this. Born in 1987 in Toronto, Canada. Oh, I know. Chris Jericho. AEW, Impact, WSU, CZW, Shimmer, and Shine. Oh, it's a girl. Ah, nice. Okay. Has had titles Canadian like woman. Knockout Championship Tag Teams. Okay. Uh, WSU Championship. Okay. Uh, Wild Championship. I know. I don't Finishers. know which women are from Canada. Listen. Okay. Hold on. Finishers. Listen. Okay. Inverted DDT. Death Valley Driver. Sit out face buster. Name that wrestler. It's a Canadian woman. That's all I know. Let's see. I don't know which we one. We already discussed that it was a woman. I know it's a woman and I know they're from Canada. Shit. <laughs> so they got it like I'm thinking about the people that seem like they're from Canada on there. Where's their script? He keeps, he keeps diving out of the scene here. Okay, let me see. We got to put a time limit on this, Tammy. Come on. Shut up. It's not your turn. Um, Canada, though. 1987 born. So that's around Chris's age. So about like, I have Young no idea man. how old he really is, but I think he's what? in his 30s. Chris is 40. Chris is 33? 32? Oh, he's going to love that shit. Oh, wait. He's, go he's almost 40. 38? Chris is 38 year old woman. Born in 81. Your math is woman. 38 year old woman. Who are you? Who's 38? And a woman. See, now that's where I'm lost. Ding, I ding, was... fucking ding. Time's up. Jesus Christ, come on. No, she's from it's... Pittsburgh. Uh, okay. Um, Penelope. No, it's not her. Um, no, no, no. Guess. Quickly. Ruby Soho. I know she's not. Ah! And she's ah! not Who is it? Who is it? Bunny. Me? It's the bunny. I was going to say the bunny. Who? but I, The bunny. Oh, the bunny. man. I should have guessed that because she's married to someone from Buffalo. Is I didn't she? think she was. Yeah, she is. I didn't think she was that old. I thought she was younger than that. Hey, you calling Chris old? Well, Mr. Fucking Smart Guy. Damn, I'm a fucking loser today. I don't like it. All right, Craig. Craig. I don't know how we're going to get through Rampage at this point, so go on. Name that wrestler. All right. Born in 1979, Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Three-time heavyweight championship at 3XW. And a pure wrestling championship at 3XW. Has worked for WLW, PWP, NWA, LAW, AAWP. Finishers are the curb stomp, the sharpshooter, and the spear. Name that wrestler. Smart guy. 
That's why we need cards. Oh, the spear. Oh, curb stop. You got something? Shit, no, I don't. Ten seconds. I'm done. Mr. Smart Mark Sterling. Oh, why? Is he a wrestler? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just a extra character. Well, Craig, we appreciate well, your services. No, I have questions, and they could be for Chris or for Craig. Who wants Uh-oh. to take it? Uh, give me just a second, guys. I got to uh, let me grab my beer here. I think it's Chris is taking it then. If you're listening, watching, however you receive this information, you can always chime in. I know Jordan had been very helpful with questions. Um, if anyone has a question, I'll take that one on for next time to ask. Or if you have a question for me, I know not a lot, as you can already tell from listening, but I'll know more one day. Are you? I know ask? not a lot. I feel like I've said that a lot of times at social gatherings. I know but, not a lot. Are, are, are you going to ask him a question? I'm not you? aware of too many things. You have no. a question for me? I know what I know. Listen, Edie Burkell. Do what? What? I mean, okay, Chris, you ready? Yeah. Okay, which tag team member suffered a concussion on NXT before signing with AEW? Which tag team member? Yes. Kyle O'Reilly? Close, but not real. Not close at all, actually. It was Anthony Bowen. <laughs> close, but not even at all. <laughs> kind of like my answer. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I have another. Close, which, but not at all. Which eight? I think you're going to know this one. <laughs> I always do one kind of obscure, but another that I think, like, with your knowledge and experience, you'll probably have a good idea of knowing. Which AEW had, uh, AEW, I don't know why I wrote it this way. So basically, who are AEW women's division? Is it called a division section? Era. Whatever. Move um, on. <laughs> had the longest champion reign in AEW. In AEW only, yes. Or only that's the that was where the title reign. reign was, though, right? They in were AEW. title holder, yes. Correct. And they were are a female. You know this. I'm gonna say Britt Baker. Okay, is that your final answer, Rafe? Yeah. You- Rafe, you seem like you know it. Do you would would you like to weigh in? It's Britt Baker. She's had the longest okay. run. It's actually it was Sheeta. Oh, at three hundred and seventy-two days. The women's title. They only like had regular... one at that time. Yeah, at right, and that, that was the smaller days. belt too before they changed the belt. Okay, right. Yeah, I think I remember that. I don't know. I'm just trying to find stuff. I don't know what I'm doing here. That was a good one. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm trying to ask questions. I mean, I don't know what, what I should ask you. Like, I'm trying, I was like, pretty sure Jordan, it was Britt Baker. So one of our listener Jordan said like dates and stuff like that. So I come up with that and I just try to come up with different things. I'm not sure, but actually, you know, what's the, there's a double benefit here is I have to look it up and learn it. So, because I learned from the first time, don't look it up on your phone in real time because 
you're going to get a hard time about that. So you better know your shit ahead of time. And when my life is less hectic and I'm not traveling for a week, I am going to try and study up. But I still I don't think it'll help me because there's and this P3 NTX NXT WWE's CDW triple A. Like, I can't keep up with all that. I need a chart or something. You can tell me all day long. They won DDT, FFT, 6ST, triple three, M M64. And I, that means I can never guess the wrestler because I don't know. I have no idea what all these letters mean. I mean, you, you did help me. You said like W's for women or wrestling. Okay, I get that. But it, I don't watch any of those. So how would I know if they won it? I don't know. So... <laughs> Where are gonna we? Have to, I'm gonna have to figure it out and have a learn. Like, so I mean, maybe their power move is the way to go. Just learn everybody's power move. So when you bring that up, I hey. knew what I knew, and I'm not actually. I, I'm not gonna tell you how I knew it was a woman because then I'm gonna give rave clues for next time. Never mind. All right. Was it so, one of the promotions? You just happen to know um, that one yes, specifically a exactly. women's promotion. Yes, exactly. Started. That was that. I figured that would be like good clues for the last couple of weeks, but it did nothing. So it did I'm glad for me you this time. I mean, I knew it was a Canadian woman, so it's close just from the stuff you said. And the reason I know is because I listened to the Jericho podcast and I listened to them talk, and so they tell me like they tell their history. So when you brought that up, I, that's the only reason why I knew. But I'm not going to say that's the only difference is I've just been listening to all that crap for so much longer that I just happen to know more of it. It's not that I actually pay attention and like know how to find stuff. It's just I've been listening for a long time and watching for a long time. And I'm less than a year, so I'll know more. You're almost a year now. Stop saying that. We just discussed this. I honestly don't know the first show we went to. I want to say it was more July. July to August. It was in May. It wasn't the second in May. You went, the that. second you went, hey, I think I'm interested in wrestling. It was, in in That's, it was that after was, we were in Fort Lauderdale and came back. Okay, so Rampage. Now everybody understands. <laughs> let's get let's get into okay. Rampage. 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 First match: Swerve versus Rampage. Darby for the Owen Hart Championship. Well, not championship, but the the Owen Hart Tournament. Uh, this I thought this was a really cool, smooth, technical match. Um, they were both great off the ropes. Um, you know, especially Darby's counter into the rear chin lock was really smooth. Um, uh, the, the outside ring stuff was really, really, I thought was really fun to watch. I think they're both like really good flying, very nimble, very capable wrestlers. Um, the code red was totally sick. And then the suplex off the apron to the floor. Oh, that looked painful. But, you know, Darby always seems like he takes the really hard bumps. Um, fun. You know, just, of course, you know, it got, you know, got distracted by Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks says hatred is split between the two of them. He doesn't know who he hates more. And then Darby wins it, kind of wins it a little bit cheap. And then we, you know, obviously we see a promo later on that. So, Tammy, how about your notes? Uh-oh. Here we go. All right. We're off the Swerve and Darby. These two looking good with their moves. They are great together. Swerve creeps up to kick Darby. Intense. I think it's beat on Darby time now. Darby has hold of Swerve's leg, and he's being savage about that. Swerve counters. All kind of fierce moves and counters. Wow, that kick by Swerve was great looking. Who will win? 
I like when I don't know. Why is Starks coming out? Sting steps in to get Ricky to back up. The distraction serves Darby a win. Swerve is going to be upset at Starks for this. A fantastic wrestle. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I, it was a weird pairing in my mind, but when I saw them, I really like just thought it was fun. I needed entertainment. They they served that. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. They got history on the Indies and all that stuff. Um, mm. So, you know, they sort of had at least a working relationship prior to this. So I think it made it easier and it made them, it was, it gave them the opportunity to put together something interesting for television. So yeah, it was good. I don't know. Didn't really, wasn't like, whoa, this is great. Yeah. And, uh, you know what you mean? Yeah. I thought it was fantastic and fantastic is like super good on my wrestle scale. Like it's fantastic. I'm entertained. I'm having a good time. It isn't like unbelievably yeah. intense. But I need that. I need to just relax and see something interesting and fun that isn't like emotionally taking too much from me. Yeah, and like Starks came out and then Sting chased him off and then like sort of was distracted or whatever, but it really wasn't that big a deal. And then it was over and it was like, okay, cool. Um, I, I don't think I would have been upset if either one of them had won or lost this yeah. match without some sort of interference. But with the interference, I, I don't feel like that was necessarily important either. So yeah. I don't know. It was cool. Yeah. I right. feel like interference is a safe base technique for certain people they need to protect. Yeah, that's true. So then after that, we went into the Spears promo. I thought he did a really good job on this promo. He said that people had PP or pinnacle potential. Got a lot of PP. He's got a lot of PP. Pinnacle Guy's potential. He's got a lot of PP. Warlow, <laughs> you used to have a lot of PP. I was pretty high, I think, probably when I watched this, and I was, didn't know what the PP was all about, but thanks. I'm glad we're re recapping it now. And then My wife looked at me and just died. She was yeah. like, what did he just say? <laughs> Tell her she'll get a whole lot more of that entertainment on the Jericho cruise. So right. she saw that bit, and the other bit that she had just happened to walk in on and react to was uh, Matt Menard. Hey, newsman! <laughs> you want to scoop? <laughs> She goes, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> like, dead serious. Like, is something, is he okay? Oh, God, it was great. So good. She, that's, this is why she doesn't watch. She walks in on these little moments and it's so bad and so stupid. She's like, no. <laughs> she looks at me like, are you okay? This is not good television. Like, because no, it's so good television because it's not about all the bullshit in the world you know it's so you gotta fun. watch it you gotta watch it for like more than five seconds you do wrestling out of context is so bad it's so bad but when you actually watch like for a little bit of time then you start to understand their stories and there's this and that oh man it's so funny though to, to have those things happen and she just happens to be walking in or out of a room at the same time and it's like and she looks at me and I'm like, I don't know. It's not my fault. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we need to get her involved in this. We've told certain friends, if you learn the wrestling, you get caught up in the stories, we will throw a party and they're doing so. So have her do it and we will throw her a mega party. She's got to get a lot of PP. Yeah. There'll be a lot of PP. Pinnacle potential. Pinnacle potential. Maybe so we need to cosplay characters. There we go. And then we jumped into Jericho is a wizard. And then he was attacked by Santana and Ortiz. I'm a wizard. He's a wizard. Uh, I don't have this one on my notes. 
Jericho's a wizard. Oh, attack Jericho. There's wizard yes, Jericho. Santana and Ortiz yes. came out. They got him at commentary. Santana they got him at commentary. At the it was kind of awkward, though, right? Because I feel like Ortiz was kind of off to the side, like just sort of looking. And then he sort of looked down the tunnel for a minute. And then he looked back. Yep. And it was like, why? But Jericho. Chris was like on the ground, like, sort of, sort of, ah, I'm a stunned <laughs> animal. But he this is, is the second time in a week he's been like, ah, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> this hurts my feelings, and I'm on television. Stop it. It hurts my I don't know, man. He's, he's doing something weird with his character right now. Is he not? He, he really is. I don't I don't really know where this is going. But I love I love Chris Jericho though. He's what a fun. weirdo. Oh my god, it's he, so he great. plays that role so beautifully. It is so beautiful to watch. It's not even we a role we, anymore. I'm not even sure what that he's dude. doing now. We That's met funny. that dude at Jax. Jericho? Yeah. When? His character. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yes. There's there's been plenty of lead singers like him before, trust me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we jump into Jay Cargill with the baddies for Sky Blue Willow and Trish. Trisha Moore. I want to I say before anybody says anything else, I absolutely hate this. I hate the baddies. I don't like it. I think it's a lazy gimmick and it's catty and it's there's could be so much more character stuff in there and there's not. Uh, Red Velvet's good, but she was good before. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to say any. I, I hate this. Tammy's notes. So I have something to confess that is probably hopefully not going to cause controversy. I'm not going to name names or places or people. But I learned a lot about women in wrestling and women, women in wrestling chat groups because of the baddies. So there was a chat group. It was a private chat group. So it's not like an online Facebook group that you can join uh, for wrestling. And it was just a bunch of people that put a bunch of the heels because heels are women. And it, there's a membership with AEW where we have our own groups on Facebook. But this was a separate private chat group that had a lot of women heels in it. And it became this kind of place where everybody was like sharing a lot. And when the baddies first arrived on the scene, it caused a huge controversy. And um, it's because these women are dedicated to showing up to shows, the fandom, they, they, they host things in parking lots. And all of a sudden they see the baddies come up with Jade and get backstage and get photo ops and special seating. As a matter of fact, one person was seated actually close to them to enough to overhear their conversations. And in that conversation, it was revealed that they probably didn't know the product very well. This upset several women to the point where one called them all hoes. And me and another woman left the group because we felt that you have a right to your opinion and whatever you want to express, but we are not interested in women calling other women hoes as far as women wrestlers and wrestling fans go, that we are just not interested in that. And that is not for us. So we left. And to me, I look back at the ridiculousness of all of this because the baddies are obviously part of a gimmick. They are not real women heels. They are paid and now we have Red Velvet and Kara Hogan in them. So it just seems to me like it was just a thing. And it was a real eye-opening thing on, you know, how many people don't 
maybe understand the situation that's actually happening because they are not heels. They are not regular fans. We do not need to be comparing with them one way or the other because they are part of the machine of AEW. So I just want to say that as an interesting thing. Like it was just really interesting. Now I understand though why a woman that pays and and helps support the product would not would want to get backstage and meet their heroes and things like that. But it's really the case is that they're not being um, surpassed, that this is just part of team building and faction building that has nothing to do with the fans, that the bodies are, are actually hired people and models. And that's okay. So. And for the record, I was talking about the actual faction, the team. Right. It's really just a faction that people took seriously. And that's a shame because it made them feel bad and they shouldn't because. But to be fair, in the beginning, they were doing like the baddie section and it wasn't really like it wasn't. I didn't picture that becoming a faction. Did you guys? I didn't know that's where they were going with that. I just thought you had like a fan club there every week, which is funny. And that was actually a a good part of the gimmick. But then when it became a thing with other wrestlers. I don't think it works in that aspect. I think the other thing was actually okay. You know what? I wasn't attached emotionally to any of it. So I was really okay with whatever they were doing, whether they were sitting in a section or if they were part of a faction. I I personally didn't care and look at it that way. Um, the only thing was like, without having full information, calling other women hoes, just wasn't okay you know it wasn't not okay if that's how they feel and they want to talk amongst their private conversation that's okay but for me like i understand like those are just women doing whatever they're doing whether they're hired or fans or whatever it's okay if they're beautiful and get privileges i'm okay with that. that's all i'm saying is i never had a problem with that because i don't have all the information i'm not here to judge other people so when this match happened, of course, it's like going to second level baddie now because we got actual wrestlers in the baddies. So um, I don't know. I think it was interesting. Um, I actually liked Red Velvet for this. And really, my notes are so like brief because it was kind of a brief wrestle. But I put Cargo Hogan and Velvet versus Willow Sky and Trish. I don't know who she is. Um, I felt like it was just a showcase for Jade Cargill and the baddies. So I didn't make a lot of notes because it was simply showcasing them. It was. And that's what I wrote in my notes. It's just simply a showcase. It's fun. I actually like Red Velvet on that team. And so if I was going to say that this was, a, uh, if I was going to name a wrestle or title it, I put Victorious Baddie Wrestle. And that's it. it. This was just, to me, it was almost a, glorified promo it's really like we're the baddies here we are we're gonna do this it's done yeah so then we got into the darby swerve apology to each other um and he said he was root for darby and he said he's got some unfinished business unfinished business with keith lee uh, with uh hobbs and starks so that's cool that sets that up and then we go right into the keith lee versus colton gun um I thought this was uh, this was pretty good. I thought this was a pretty cool match. I mean, I thought Colton Gunn hung in there for a young guy for for being inexperienced. Well, he's he's got experience, but he's still young. He's a still a young man compared to like Keith Lee and his experience in the ring. Um, a couple of funny lines that came out of this was 
Jericho was getting so upset of all the compliments that they were giving Keith Lee. He said, "Do his feet? Does his feet smell nice?" I mean, how many other compliments are we going to give him? Is what he said. <laughs> Jericho was bitching. There was a big ass boy chant, and then, he, mm-hmm. then, then Taz says to Jericho, "I wrote that down too." He says he looks like you got a thesaurus today, and so I thought the double chops were pretty sick. And then Austin tries to interfere with no luck, but, you know, Colton definitely put up a good fight. And then Taz called Keith Lee a small foreign car. He's as big as a small foreign car, which I thought was hilarious. And he says $50 for the pile driver, which I thought was pretty funny, too. And then he pancakes Colton. Colton's done. That's the end of the match. Tam, you want to do your notes? I don't know if they're very exciting, but I will. Let's see. Colton giving all he's got to push against a wall. Colton giving his all, but Keith is much larger. Come on, Keith, finish it. Uh-oh, Keith weathered the storm and is now throwing Colton all over. Not long before he wins with a final pow. A squish squash? Somebody said that. So I'm going to call it a squish squash wrestle. Squish squash. Squish squash. Yeah, it was a cool match, right? And the 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 when when Colton hit Keith Lee with the slap, and then turned around, and, went, and then <laughs> and then Keith Lee hit him with the fucking slap, and it like I kind of moved back in my chair, so I was like, ooh, like that was a really good. I mean, it was just so loud. Um, it was a fun Ow. match. Whatever, it didn't matter, right? It was just fun. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forget. This is the lines. He, Chris Jericho said he'd give he'd give Colton Gunn fifty dollars if he could pile drive Keith Lee. That's that's what that fifty dollars was. Yeah. Well, Keith Lee is beautiful energy, no matter what. He's great. I love watching him. Yep. It's it's so fun to watch him. So then we go into the Hardys promo, and then uh, then that goes into the Bobby Fish promo with the Elite. They call him Landed. They call him Moron Jeff Hardy, and then. Bobby Fish calls him Jeff Hardly, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> and then we jump right into the Danhausen versus Hook. And he said, Danhausen is menacing about. That's what Danhausen said to, to well, who's this man menacing about all the time? <laughs> Such a, that was totally, totally funny. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Smart Mark interrupts them, and then we got a and then Tony Nice attacks them. And then Hook sends Nice to the mat, which I thought was pretty cool. Dan Houses thinks he's cursing them, but of course they're more scared of Hook behind than Ethan. And then the whole crowd starts chanting Hookhausen. So obviously this is setting up a match between Nice and Hook. And I don't know where Danhausen fits in. I don't know if they're going to team up or what they're going to do, but it's just you know one of those weird things that they're doing with Hook and Danhausen. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on this, Chris? That's fucking great. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what it is. It's just so weird and funny. And like everybody, like I actually rewatched that segment with uh, one of my kids this morning and with right. my wife. I was like, you guys got to see this. And they were just like, <laughs> what? It is pretty What funny. did he say? Why is it like, and just their faces. I was like, exactly. That's yeah. why I love it. It's so weird and, and yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. And it's great. What the fuck is Tony Neese doing? Uh, <laughs> like, it- it's so good. Right. I don't yeah. care what they're doing. I don't even care because right. it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Tammy. My notes are brief. They're tiny surprise attacks. Hook takes them out. I'm not completely clear what's happening. Hookhausen. <laughs> there it is. 
So. I do love that we've got Dan Housen with a It was a no around. wrestle wrestle. A no wrestle wrestle. No wrestle wrestle. Dan Housen gets to talk to the AEW audience in that weird, ridiculous accent where you almost have to like really like kind of focus to hear what he's actually yeah. saying. It's so bad and so wonderful. It is. I hope they do this forever. <laughs> then we jump backstage with Lexi Nair again. This poor girl gets beat up by these people. And then we got the guns. And then it's the first, really first loss for Colton. And then the acclaim, which I thought was pretty funny, team up. It looks like they're going to do a claim. He goes, why don't you come scissor with the acclaim, which I thought was hysterical. Yeah. And then, then like, we got to talk to daddy. And so they had to go talk to baby <laughs> Billy daddy. So, which I thought was totally, totally funny, man. It's so good. It really is so good. Go and talk that, to daddy. He's got to go talk to daddy. And then they kick right into the promo between, uh, uh, Pizarro and Martinez. Uh, this is a Ring of Honor thing. That's also an Impact crossover. So this should be a pretty good match. They both seem tough. I don't know too much about Pizarro. I, you know, I know more about Mercedes Martinez. Perazzo. 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 I'm sorry. Perazzo. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's going to be good. I promise you it'll be good. All right. It might not be long. It, it might not really have any build or uh, peak for, for anybody who doesn't pay attention to anything else. Uh, but it's going to be cool. I mean, it'll be, it makes for great TV regardless. All right. Sweet. Two very talented women. All right. That's cool. And then we jump right into Trent versus Samoa Joe. Right in Philadelphia, which is the birthplace of ROH. And they said, what he, he said, Samoa Joe is a big, scary man. Here comes the big, scary man. So he comes out. And then there's a commentator, Ian Rich, Riccoboni, was on the, um, on the commentary, which he's the Ring of Honor um comment uh, commentator um that we for me this i thought this was a pretty cool match between a big guy and a nimble guy um i did like it because you know even samoa joe at 310 pounds is still pretty nimble for what he does so um it was a great back and forth like a lot of uh you know what jr called it the stick and move game plan by trent which i thought was a, a good analogy of how he was doing that and how he was trying to win the match um he goes and then like there was a clothesline and then another clothesline and jerica goes well he might be dead now then because he goes if he wasn't dead before so i was thought that was pretty cool and then all of a sudden the rear choke which beretta passes out and then out of nowhere lethal dut and sing come out and then they smash Cassidy of you know into the thing. And then uh, what? I have a line that says, "Are they gonna? They're not gonna go eat cookies together." Is one of the lines that Jericho said, <laughs> something like that. And so yeah, then it was uh, just total chaos at the end, and it ends in total chaos. Tammy, what are your notes? Tammy, <laughs> that's your, that's your I'm here flinging things around. <laughs> Grueling back and forth. Trent is trying his best at Samoa Joe. He's digging deep. Joe is powerful, though. This is grueling. Beretta was brave with his smack, but he paid the price. Trent almost had Joe. Wow. Oh, the power of Joe. Joe takes out Trent. A plus 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 for effort wrestle. Lethal and Duck crash. Joe and Lethal brawling. I'm ready for a duck match. All kinds of people in a brawl. And who's the ginger? Those are my notes. Who's the ginger? Yeah. You didn't see him? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Go back and watch. He's there. I guess I we don't know who he is. He's a security guy. 
I don't some think... audience, some person in the crowd, just like I don't think so. Who's I think he's a wrestler and he was there involved. You've lost it. I have not. I've been through a lot of shit in my life. It's gonna take a lot more than wrestling for me to lose it. Okay. Chris. Y'all, y'all need to try harder on that one. Finish rampage out for us here. Okay. Get us back to uh, okay. sanity. Cool match. It was for the ROH TV title meet. Um I don't know what I expected from this, but when I saw this, you know, announced, I was like, ooh, that could be really interesting. Um, I feel like it was okay. There wasn't anything spectacular about it. Uh, and I think the attack angles are still really lame. I don't think there's enough there. Um, and and Orange Cassidy, I think we've moved so far past the hands in the pockets with the shins and all that stuff. Now it's almost like it's almost a gimmick of a gimmick now at this point. And we can't go backwards, right? Like he's he's already done, he's already showed everybody that's not what he does all the time now. So when you're gonna walk up to a guy who's like eight thousand feet tall and do that, it just it's weird. Um I like the match, but it wasn't again, it wasn't spectacular. There was nothing that I'm gonna be like, oh, in a year I'm gonna go, man, remember that time? It's not there. Okay. Well, there it is. And that wraps up our week of AEW. We're looking forward to next week. Just have our regular matches. Um, we got Deanna Perrazzo, Mercedes Martinez on Dynamite, Wardlow versus the mystery opponent, which I'm pretty confident is Debbie Morrissey. Um, Bobby Fish versus Jeff Hardy, right? This could be cool. Jericho versus Santana. When they announced mm-hmm. that, I was super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rampage next week. So far, we've got Britton Hader versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. That's and exciting. Hook is going to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. I never and never know what that means, make an appearance. This Rampage is going to be one of the ones that airs. I believe this one is at 7 o'clock, and the one after that is going to be at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So that's super exciting for us older folks who don't right. like to stay up and watch programs after 8 p.m. That's no. true. We need our programs earlier. We need our rest, our beauty right. sleep. I need my programs before my bedtime at nine nine p.m. Sure. My, my beauty sleep. My so, from all of us here at the All Elite Murder Theater Podcast, we will catch you all next week. From Tammy, Chris, and myself, all everybody have a good week, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you, everybody. Peace.